777 out on Twitter on at MetroFMSA. And uh, in the next few minutes or so, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to uh, speak to Santaco out in the Western Cape. And uh, yeah, and uh, Nazim Abdurrahman uh, is the chairperson of Santaco in the Western Cape. We'll speak to him. We'll also have a chance to uh, speak to Velani Lutiti. Uh, and uh, yeah, he is uh, with the ground up. And we're going to be talking to him, of course, about some of the developments uh, that have been unfolding out in the Western Cape. We saw people stranded in the ranks. We've uh, heard of stories of uh, Golden Arrow buses shot at. Uh, and uh, yeah, people taking immeasurable risks to be able to get to their workplaces. And as we said, since this is Bangazo, that uh, please exercise some empathy. Uh, for the difficulties. I mean, Cape Town is a typical example of spatial apartheid. The vast distances that many poor African and black workers have to travel just to get uh, to their workplace. I mean, there was a story in Ground Up of, um, you know, a, a gentleman, Oshalangape uh, Philippe, and he works as a petrol attendant in Tableview. Now, uh, you can imagine that distance. Um, and uh, he had to walk. He had to wake up very, very early to try and get, you know, uh, transport all the way out in Nyanga. And when he got there, uh, you know, Kwele Pass, I think, or seven, or figure seven, Zimbabwe, 20 past nine. That's South Africa for you. But we now go into our community uh, focus and uh, we first check in with the Consumer Goods Council. Now, the biggest impact of uh, some of the damage that we saw last week uh, uh, is uh, that it certainly has disrupted food security and food supply lines and other various supply lines in our society. And uh, Matlo Sitati, an executive for food safety at the Consumer Goods Council of South Africa, has this to say to all of us uh, who are, uh, I guess, agitated to uh, go into a frenzy of panic buying. Yeah, we also got an update uh, earlier on today from Acting Minister in the Presidency, Kumbu Tsonchabeni, uh, an update on government's response to the spate of violent riots that we saw. And uh, yeah, the ministers also spoke about the reopening of the economy and uh, some food relief as well. Sixteen minutes it is before nine p.m. You tuned into a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro. Now we shift our attention to uh, those horrific scenes that we've seen coming out of uh, uh, Cape Town, uh, where the uh, violence between uh, different taxi associations, it seems, is uh, certainly bringing that particular part of the world to a halt. Now, the only form of transport that many commuters have relied on uh, won't be available uh, after a bus driver was shot in the mouth this morning, and a Golden Arrow bus is also running a limited service. We understand four Golden Arrow buses have been shot at uh, in the uh, violence that has unfolded. And, uh, yeah, we know uh, the recent incidents, of course, follow uh, a surge in taxi violence that has claimed more than 75 lives since the start of the year, January 2021, and more than 20 of less 75 in Tetangai uh, happening in the month of July. Now, it does seem discussions continue between the different stakeholders, including the Transport Ministry, Western Cape uh, Transport MEC, Dalen Mitchell, and uh, also officials from Santaco, Tata, uh, and Cordetta. Uh, and uh, it does seem that these have uh, or are yet to yield a resolution. Joining me now on the line uh, from uh, the uh, South African National Taxi Council, uh, Santaco, out in the Western Cape, is uh, Nazim Abdurrahman. Nazim, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you and listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. 
just give us, I guess, uh, some uh, brief background here to this particular conflict and uh, also, I guess, the status of some of the discussions aimed at uh, really eking out a ceasefire because uh, we certainly are seeing massive spillover into the lives of many of the communities that you serve as taxi operators and uh, many of them effectively becoming collateral damage. Yeah, look, the Western Cape uh, doesn't look too good at the moment where the taxi violence is a concern. As South African National Taxi Council, Santaco Chepas, and I am in daily contact with the regions, namely Katan Kodeta, that is in conflict. And um, the issue at hand is where both organizations is claiming status over certain routes. And that is uh, specifically the routes in PAO and also the Belleville Taxi Interchange. Mm. Uh, we have been uh, trying to, to, to make them understand that uh, let us go back to work and rather uh, try and sort out the issues at the negotiating table. But we've seen um, a large range of shootings happening, even though we've signed a, a peace agreement where both uh, presidents, as chairpersons of both regions, agreed to a ceasefire agreement, but, but still... People are dying on the road, and uh, it's it's unfair towards the commuters that is dependent on public transport, and also those taxi drivers that has got nothing to do with the conflict that uh, is within the range of the organisation. And as Antaku, we strongly condemn the actions of these taxi operators, and we would like the police uh, to. To, to step in because this is an act of organized crime. The poker law should be implemented against wrongdoers and the minibus taxi industry should not be aligned to this kind of uh, criminal activity mm. Mm. because we've got a digni- we need to provide a dignified public transport service um, seeing that we, we claim a stake of over 70% of commuters that we transport and now with the failing rail service I think we are 90% now that is dependent on public transport. And it's so unfair on the commuters and even innocent people that make use of our business that contributes to our bread and butter on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. You guys are at the table at Santaco alongside uh, Kata and Codeta. Um, and we understand that the discussions alongside the MEC, they in the Western Cape for Transport and the uh, National Transport Ministry, haven't yielded any resolution. So notwithstanding the fact that everybody's agreed that, hey, you know, let's call time on the conflict. Uh, but uh, the underlying issue around the distribution of those routes seemingly hasn't been resolved. Where are you? And maybe just give us a sense of, uh, I guess, the status of those discussions. Look, like I've said, um, we, we, we have an agreement in place. Uh, uh, but a couple of weeks ago, we took both groups for a three-day strategic meeting uh, funded by the Department of Transport and Public Work under uh, Minister Mitchell. And we have agreed on a peace agreement. And ever since we came back from the, the very next day after the peace agreement, those peace agreements were broken and uh, a lot of the taxi drivers died in the process. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Minister Mitchell and his department uh, has intervened on numerous occasions. We've been sitting till 12, 1 o'clock, Two o'clock at night, Minister Mbalula also came down to the province uh, on Friday and we met with the guys on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Friday and Saturday. 
and uh, he was also trying to talk some sense into uh, into the guys, you know, so that they should go back to work. And even though there are underlying factors, let us not uh, let the commuters suffer because, like I've said, we are dependent. Commuters mm. is dependent on public transport, and the taxis are currently dominating in that space. Um, but but in all eagerness, I mean, uh, the Minister of Transport, uh, Minister Mitchell and his department, and even now with the intervention of our National Minister Mbalula, uh, we could not resolve the matter. Um, mm. we, we've given them time to, to go in their own space, talk about the issues, and obviously come back to us. So uh, we've given them time till today. Today we've met with the guys, uh, with our colleagues, uh, and the colleagues felt that they want to come back. We were now on a Zoom meeting at 7 o'clock, and um, uh, suffice to say that the status quo remains the same. These guys mm. still feel that there are operational issues that must be sorted out. Sure. Now, I want to make it very clear. As South African National Taxi Council, mm. we do not have regulatory powers. Yes, we, yes, don't sure. own the, we don't own the permit system. We are there to, to speak to our members when they are in conflict, and uh, to ask them to refrain from any activity such as conflict, violence, and shootings, mm. that is where our responsibility lies. But do we not but need do, do we not need a dispute resolution mechanism here? Because it does seem every single time this type of violence flares up, it directly has to do with the distribution of particular routes, all of which I guess uh, you know all lead I guess to big questions around the contestation on economic resources. We've seen sure. this so many times. Should we by now not have a mechanism that says if this grouping within a particular association and another are in conflict about a contested route, this is how we resolve it? Yeah, you, you are 100% correct. We, 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 did, uh, we did deploy a, a, an independent mediator, uh, Mr. Craig Aronser, mm. who is the, 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 the top man of Rex. Resolved chain management mm. uh, company. He he is currently in, uh, in 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 this in this matter, and there's also arbitration matter that is also sub judicate. So we cannot really go into the matter because we will only get the results of sure. the of this matter on the 28th of July. But also it it won't be immediate. I mean, you know, arbitration takes uh, very long. You know. Mm. He, Things won't restore immediately on the okay. 28th. But government has given us in, in the, an independent uh, facilitator sure, that is sure. now currently looking at all the issues and okay. underlying factors. Manier, but I must say... Let's do this. Let's do this, Manir. Hold the line there for me for a second. Uh, sure. we'll, we'll certainly uh, give you another opportunity to make your input there and, and uh, convey the position of Santaco. I want to bring in a journalist here from the weekend, Argus, Velani Lutiti. And Velani, we are ground up. But uh, welcome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, Velani, we've seen many a report going into the lives of some of the people that have been affected by, uh, by this issue. I was mentioning the story of a man which was covered in ground up, uh, you know, woke up in Filippi, uh, tried to go to Nyanga to catch, uh, you know, some transport after for two days not having been able to go to work out in Tableview. Just give us a sense of uh, how you've seen this particular matter unfold uh, from the genesis that uh, uh, Mr. Abdurrahman has shared with us. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ayabonga. What's happening currently now, others are old. Sure. And 
what's happening now is that even private cars are being intimidated. So it's quite difficult if you have more than three people in your private vehicle. Um, uh, people are telling me that they are intimidated and cannot assist um, um, transporting those people. This is what transpired in the morning today where staff transport was short aired mm. and it's quite difficult for, for, for commuters, for, for workers. And knowing that how the employees decide to um, um, work, it's that no work, no pay. That's why people are risking their lives to actually go to work, even though we know the situation is volatile, but people do, do still go to work because COVID has been doing and pulling a number on, on people mm. and it's desperation. And and how have some of the employers responded? I mean, detained Kalanamshanja, I was quite concerned uh, that um, you know some employers might not be empathetic to the challenges that many of their employees face in getting to work, with the context of what's happening, uh, you know, in many parts of uh, the city. There, um, any any sense of how many of them have responded? Um, and in some cases, one would expect, of course, Abanya Abandubako to. I can tell you now. Um, I think I've seen um, there have been employees who reached out to me just to confirm the situation so that they can give um, their employees some time off and others simply do not care and they want workers on duty if how they make it, um, they don't care. And so, as I said, it's no work, no pay. You're staying at home, then um, you forfeit that um, payment of the day. And as I said, it's quite simple that the Western Cape government, national government, and the city of Cape Town are not doing anything, um, even maybe trying to escort these buses just for people mm. to arrive safely at home. And then we see for um, what, what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I mean, I found it shocking, Velani, that uh, you know there's a statement coming through from HR and Corporate Affairs at Golden Arrow saying, you know, four of our buses have been shot, one of our drivers shot in the face, but yet those buses continue to drive unescorted. I mean, what what are people expecting to happen? Um, security of buses, um, it's sole responsibility of Golden Arrow. But in a situation um, that we, uh, we find ourselves in, like this one, um, multiple layers need to get involved. Mm. Um, look, Ayabonga, we had a situation um, this past weekend where malls um, received threats that they mm. would be looted. I'm telling you, I was driving around Cape Town. There were three vans, four vans of law enforcement, Metro Corps, and the police malls. looking after these malls. Mm. But why is it that we can't have um, the same people who are looking after these malls since that thing failed? Why can't they go now um, to hotspots where mm. we know the shooting happens? These shootings are happening around 6 a.m., but as soon as the, um, uh, the sun comes out, then mm. they, there's less shooting. So yeah. those times, if if me a layman can know those shootings, what attack, what times happen? Mm. Why can't they, with the intelligence they claim to have, mm. can't pick That's... up these things and actually plan accordingly and protect commuters? Yeah, yeah. And also the MEC is always um, on on radio and TV saying that um, his main concern is the safety of commuters. But now he's not ensuring that commuters are safe. Mm. He has not said anything on what is happening right now yeah. with buses pulling out. Sure. And tomorrow, they are, it's a it's a given that. There will be no passes even tomorrow, even though um, Colin Arrow said that they will first look at the situation. How will they look at the situation if there are no passes that are Mm. coming out? They have to send passes. That's how they're going to determine if it's safe to go or it's not safe. Mr. Abdurrahman, let me give you a last comment here. And uh, Velani, uh, 
Mr. Abdurrahman, I mean, surely this is counterproductive. Surely it's against even the self-interest of some of the contending parties here. To leave irreparable scars on many of your clientele, consumers, customers in the communities that you serve. I mean, where's the voice of reason on either side? Yeah, look, I, I, I also want to allude to the fact uh, that the colored operators, you know, we have uh, Tosa operators and we have predominantly colored operators that is prepared to go to work. But now we've also seen a range of intimidation happening on the people that wants to provide mm. a service. There's only two regions out of the eight regions that, has a, that is in conflict. And now the violence is also spilling over mm. to the colored operators where they even are deprived from taking the people to work. Mm. And also, I want to agree with the journalists there of, of the Weekend August or the Cape Times or, you know, that we need a strong visibility of South African police services. Sure. The South African police services are failing us, mm. you know. At least concentrate on the hotspot, and sure. it's correct. I okay. mean, Golden Arrow must get their own security, oh, yeah. but at least where people are, innocent people are being targeted, and taxis are being targeted for yeah. those that wants to go yeah. to work. Nice. And it's so un so unfair what these Mr. guys Abdurrahman, are doing. We're going to have to pause there, but uh, I think the point is well made, and it comes back to this question of policing and resources for law enforcement, especially there. Uh, in the uh, townships of the Western Cape. Velani, let me give you the last word, Mkhlegaz, uh, just on how you foresee this particular matter unfolding. And uh, I guess, um, once again, the situation as it uh, unfolds, the Utea Bandu Balindi Terminal, and it's, uh, what, 9 p.m. now, and people are still out mm. there. Um, I had hoped that maybe by Wednesday we would receive um, some positive feedback based on what I was hearing was being discussed. And um, so the main issue now that was um, because Minister Figila mm. made a request that, look, how about the routes that are not causing conflict? Can we open them? Then mm. we close the one that is causing conflict. They couldn't reach an agreement <sighs> there. Um, so, and then they had to go back to, to their members and discuss maybe um, and discuss with them um, the proposal made by, by the minister and, and his partners. Mm. And also the other issue is the operators who were from a particular um, association and crossed the floor with permits Ish. they got from another association mm. and didn't want to return them. They crossed the floor with those, with those permits. This, that's another issue that is causing a delay in, on, on, on this. So... I think we are still going to have another week of negotiations. Yeah. Unless if Minister Figilambolola pulls a stern voice and says, okay, sure, guys, the sure. rule of law must... Must take its course. Must take yeah. its course. Vilani Lutit, Manbulele Mshagaz Gakulu, and Mr. Nazir Abdurrahman, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time this evening. Goshibaba. 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 We're going to have to leave it there this evening, folks. Uh, yeah. Hey. Have yourself a great evening. Stay safe. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa kumbona kutubela na nangoku. Siya ibanga le ikonomi.